All right, aloha and welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Shakas and Swings, a Hawaii golf podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hughes. Thank you again for checking out the podcast and uh, all the love we've gotten across uh, ESPN Honolulu's social media pages. It's been great to be on this journey with you guys. Uh, I am currently still in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on a bit of a golf trip uh, these last couple weeks with my family, getting recharged before the football season starts up in uh, just one week's time. But uh, I've got a great show for you this week. I actually have my brother, Tanner Hughes, who is a PGA professional and uh, head golf instructor at Forest Ridge Country Club here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's gonna be joining us on the show in just a little bit, talking a little golf, golf instruction, and uh, everything you need to get going in the game of golf. It was a great time hanging out with him on the show and uh, uh, really excited for you guys to meet him and kind of uh, hear what he has to say and helping you get better at the game. But uh, quick, uh front half of the the show today we're gonna go over what's going on in the world of golf a lot going on uh as it's the fedex cup uh championship um uh time of the golf tournament of the the golf calendar if you will and um uh, will zalatoris got it done this last weekend for the first time in his uh tour career he won this past week at the fedex saint jude classic uh, Zalatoris survived a, uh, a, a playoff um, in, a, in classic Zalatoris clutch fashion. Um, good for him, man. Will has just been on the scene for a little while now and, had, and has had a lot of great opportunities. Obviously missed that uh, downhill putt at the U.S. Open to win and came in second just uh, this past year at the uh, at the Masters as well. We've kind of had our, our eye on Zalatoris for a little while now and to see him finally get a win on tour. For those that follow golf, it's just, it's a good thing. Zalatoris is a good dude. And uh, I'm really stoked that he has kind of um, gotten it done. Uh, that kind of leads us to what's going on right now with uh, the FedEx, uh, with the FedEx Cup. Currently in first is still Scotty Scheffler, okay? Uh, he's got a little bit of a lead over Will Zalatoris. And then uh, right after him is Cameron Young. And as we record this, right after that is Cameron Smith. So a lot of guys right there vying for position uh, this week in the BMW Championship as it's the second to last event in the FedEx Cup uh, standings. And so um, this week now, as it's Friday, August 19th. I'll give you guys a little update on what's going on at the BMW Championship. Uh, Adam Scott actually is leading the way at 10 under par. Scotty Scheffler right behind him. Cameron Young, Corey Connors, um, and Corey Davis behind him. 7 under par, 7 under par, 7 under par, and then 6 under par respectively. Um, I'm pretty sure Scotty Scheffler only needs to... I believe he only needs to come in third in this tournament to seal up the FedEx Cup. Uh, they will not be able to garner enough points to come back um, uh, on him. Anybody in the field can catch Scotty Scheffler with only one more event after this week at East Lake. So it's um, it's coming down to the wire. Huge payday, obviously, is, um, is up in the air for any of these guys to go and grab. Um, exciting time. Tune in. I'm definitely going to be watching. Uh, let me know in the comments. 
who you guys got? Who's going to capture the FedEx Cup this year? Um, if Will Zalatoris can get it done last week, I think he can get it done it again. Um, would love to see him cap off an amazing year. Also, Scotty Scheffler is by far the hottest guy on tour. He's so hot right now. Um, hottest guy on the tour in terms of where his game is at. So my, my, my money's on either Scotty or Will Zalatoris as we record this. But I, in terms of big money, we can't not talk about the live tour a little bit if we're on, uh, if we're on the topic of golf these days. And uh, this past week, actually, this past Tuesday, uh, that was the 16th, I believe, uh, no, the 17th of August, um, a whole bunch of players got together up in Delaware, which is the site of the BMW Championship, to have a players-only meeting to discuss the future of the PGA Tour the live golf tour and kind of where they stand as players uh, heading into what uh, the future of golf kind of looks like. Big name guys came came out for this this meeting, including the one and only Tiger Woods, uh, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Spieth, and Ricky Fowler. And if you ask me, other than some of the guys that have gone to the uh, gone over to the live tour, those five guys represent the future of golf as we know it. Um, along with them were a handful of others. Um, they haven't been quite as vocal as what has been communicated behind those closed doors at that meeting, but it's definitely eye-raising eye a little bit because we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with live because it's here to stay. It's not this offshoot one and done thing and they're losing players to the live golf tournament left and right. And it's not just old players, it's young guns like, um, like Matthew Wolf, like Bryson DeChambeau, um, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka. The, the live has made a serious dent in the world of golf and has thrown the world golf rankings um, into a heyday. Uh, it's thrown uh, the significance of the PGA Tour into kind of an uproar because if there's a, a rival tour that is producing just as good a golf with better prize money, you can't really blame some of these guys for making the jump over there, even with some of the um, accusations of uh, where the money is coming from and things of that nature. It's definitely worth discussing and the fact that there's kind of a unification happening behind closed doors with the players of, hey, are we united on this? Where do we all stand? It's kind of encouraging to see some of the biggest name guys in the sport still on the side of the PGA Tour and especially guys like Rory, Justin Thomas, Spieth, and Ricky Fowler, even though Ricky's not necessarily ranked in the top you know, 50 guys any longer, they still, in my opinion, hold the stick when it comes to, um, or moving the needle, if you will, in terms of influence in the world of golf. Those, five, those four guys, and then definitely Tiger, are some of the most influential names and people in the world of golf. So very curious to see what comes from those meetings. I've, I've heard also that they've even discussed the future of uh, if Jay Monahan, the commissioner for the PGA Tour, is the right guy for that job and uh, kind of what they're united on 
um, as as players go heading into the future of golf. And uh, it'll get really interesting this off season. Obviously, after East Lake, it's the end of the calendar year for the world of golf. Uh, they kind of restart. Um, midway through the fall after a, a couple month break right there. That's usually when the, um, the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup happens as well. And so a lot still to be discovered and discussed on that end. But uh, super thankful for you guys uh, checking out the show. Uh, we're wrapping it up in the first half right now and getting you ready for an interview with my brother and PGA uh, uh, PGA Pro Tanner Hughes. Hope you enjoy the interview. We'll see you guys after this break. All right, welcome back to Shakas and Swings, a Hawaii golf podcast. We are not in Hawaii today, believe it or not, as we record this on Thursday, August 18th, is 18th, it? Yes, 18th, yes, uh, We are in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, specifically Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, at a golf course called Forest Ridge, and I'm very pleased to welcome my brother Tanner Hughes, who is the um, director of instruction here, right? That's right, yes, sir. Yeah, what do you do here? Uh, I've pretty much got the best job in the world. I help people play better golf every day. Oh. So whether that's whether that's kids, adults, super old people, I uh, find ways to help them play better golf and shoot lower scores and just have more fun on the golf course. Man, that's awesome. You know, with since the start of COVID, there's been six million new golfers in the entire country of the United States. Um, Everybody from uh, your, your your dad to uh, you know people at uh, an auto shop, people are picking up golf left and right. I mean, um, if you were to epitomize what you would do to help someone brand new into golf, what how would you sum that up with uh, someone who's just picking up the game? What do you try to do to help them? Uh, first of all, I just try to keep it as simple as possible as you can. Golf is a game that has a lot of small complexities in it mm. and it's really easy to overthink every aspect of your swing and what you're trying to do sure so if you can if you can simplify and just focus on hitting the center of the club rather than trying to hit it as hard as you can yeah. that's gonna that's gonna get you off to a good start and then later on you can swing harder but nobody really starts out just swinging easy and trying to hit it straight we all get up there and because there's a ball we try to smack it as far as we can yeah so, you know i've heard that too uh, uh, a swing at a hundred percent if you don't hit the ball it's not going anywhere no so the the name of the game would you say is is hitting it in the minute the, the the middle of the club face yeah absolutely hitting it in the middle of the club face and uh learning how to control the club and where that club is pointed when you hit the ball and that's going to give you uh the best chance to know where your golf ball is going before you take the swing that's awesome. You know, the, the other thing that people always want to know too is, you know, I'm picking up the game of golf. Do I need new golf clubs? Uh, I'm just trying to think of those, those at home or, or those listening in their car. You know, if they're just picking the game of golf up, do they necessarily need brand new clubs starting out? Absolutely not. Uh, golf's one of those games that it can be extremely expensive if you let it, but it's also been around for a long time so you can benefit from being able to find some older clubs that have been used a little bit and it doesn't have to be such a 
uh, financial sacrifice to get started. Mm. I think you could probably easily find a complete set of clubs, whether it be online, on eBay, something like that, Facebook Marketplace, or even, mm. uh, I don't know if it's still there, but Roots and Relics. Big time. Oh yeah, Big Roots time. and Relics, one of my favorite golf stores in Hawaii. Um, you can get some really good deals there. You could probably put a whole bag together, a good bag that has relatively new stuff within probably five to ten years old and spend four or five hundred dollars whereas if you were going to buy the latest and greatest brand new stuff you're looking at anywhere from three to five thousand dollars to put a whole set together so there's really no reason unless unless you just got that money and you're itching to spend it to to get the latest and greatest stuff when the stuff that's a few years old works just as good Shout out to Roots and Relics. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in that too. Or Roger Dunn. Uh, over in the back of uh, any of those Roger Dunn stores, they always have those used sets in the kind of the white cardboard boxes. Check that out. It's usually a little bit better bang for your buck. But for those listening at home, uh, you had a, a, a stint of time where you actually lived and played golf in Hawaii. Talk about your, your golf experience in Hawaii for the folks a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So right after I graduated high school, I came out to meet you out there and uh, it's true. Wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with uh, with my life or where I wanted to go to school or if I even wanted to go to school. I still don't know what I want to do with my yeah, life. It's exactly. all good. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just yeah. <laughs> uh, but so I came over and we got a place together mm-hmm. and worked at Hawaii Kai Golf Course for uh, my entire time there. I was there about three years. Uh, I worked there full time the first year there. Did a little uh, school at. Uh, HCC and uh, and then Shamanad, and then right? I then I went to Shamanad after that and walked onto the golf team played a little golf for Shamanad and uh, unfortunately that was kind of back in the day I was I was young and dumb and didn't have my head on straight <laughs> and so I didn't make it all four years there I only made it a couple had to had to come home and kind of reset back here but Man, it was a great time. We've got a lot of good stories and a lot of really good memories and still a lot of good friends that live out there and uh, gives me an excuse to go back and anytime I want, really. Once part of the Ina, always part of the Ina. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that was a great time. Uh, but it's really cool to see what you've done over here, you know, particularly with uh, the junior golf program. And m- maybe for those listening at home, interested in getting their, uh, their youngster uh, started in the game of golf, um, w- would you recommend lessons right off the bat? Would you recommend uh, just having them go out and you know start on the putting green? If we had a kid in front of us right now, brand new to golf, wanted to check it out, what would you do? I would take him over to that pond over there and let him hit golf balls in the pond. <laughs> so I, th- I love it. I think just the most fun you can make it for a young one interested in the game is is the best thing you can do you don't want to get super technical on what they're needing to do again there's a million things you can address in the golf swing so get them get them holding it the right way and just let them have at it let them smack the ball let them have a lot of fun and make it as easy and stress-free on them as possible because uh it's easy to make it way too hard and then a kid's gonna look at that you make him hit behind a tree or something and yeah. play play his ball the whole way through a hole he's not going to want to play golf for very long so if you can make it all about having fun yeah. and uh 
something I like to say here is what we create lifelong lovers of golf. Mm. And so we don't care if your kid's the next Tiger Woods or if he's just wanting to come out and hang out with his friends. But uh, if we can if we can pass on the love and the joy of the game, then they're going to go and do whatever they want with it. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess not just for kids, but if you're starting the game of golf too, really focus on having fun first off. I equate it to surfing all the time. You don't necessarily need to be good at it. The point is that you're in the water. Mm -hmm. I feel like we share that same sentiment that even if you're brand new to the game, the point is being in the golf cart. Um, listening to some tunes, having great people around, uh, maybe having a, a, a beverage of sorts. Uh, what, what, what's your go-to beverage on mm. the golf course while you're playing? Anything cold. Anything cold. Yeah. How hot is it today? Are we in the... It's not too bad today. Uh, today, it's a high of 88 here, but we've had over 25 days, over 100 degrees this summer in Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that. Yeah, so uh, on those days, it's water and Gatorade. You're not really drinking any uh, feel-good drinks, but I would have to say if if it's a day like today where it's beautiful out, um, man, I don't know. There's really anything cold. Anything cold with a little that's refreshing. Uh-huh. Something something a little fruity maybe. You uh, like those Coors Light limes, don't you? Yeah, the Michelob Ultra mm. cactus limes. Those are good. Um, the uh, the hard seltzer lemonades are are pretty tough to beat on a golf course too. What's that drink out here they called the the uh, the club uh, something? I don't know. The club uh, special? Club special. What was that? Yeah, that's um it's uh I think it's Sprite, pink lemonade and vodka. Oof. And so that's a really really refreshing drink as well that uh you have a couple of those, your swing gets nice and loose and you uh most of the time end up playing better after a few of those because you're not thinking so much. Man, that's awesome. Uh, As we kind of get into uh, the the second half of our podcast right now, we always jump into this segment called Golf Hacks for Hacks. Now, I'm kind of putting him on the spot here, but if you had one tip, one tip to give to golfers of any skill level, what would be the first thing that you would want them to work on on the golf course? Uh, You are putting me on the spot. Let's see. (laughs) Uh, again, there's so many different aspects of golf, but, uh, you really can't do anything unless you understand the cause and effect relationship between the club and the ball. Mm. So that being said, I think it's easiest to see that on the putting green. Mm. So if you can start and get a pretty solid base on the putting green and understand that your ball's going to the right, if your putter's aimed to the right or vice versa, it goes to the left if that club's aimed to the left. It's, it goes wherever you're aimed when you hit it. So if you can understand that cause and effect relationship between the club and the ball, it makes it a little easier to understand what's happening whenever you take it to a fuller swing. So uh, I guess if that, that my tip would be just to start small and kind of learn it on a small scale before you jump to the driver, even though that's the most fun thing to hit. It's fun to hit it far and swing hard, but uh, you got to learn that control before you can take it to the to the big stick are you a big believer in starting from the green and then moving back and teaching the game yeah absolutely uh if i do any sort of beginner golf classes or a junior camp that we're we have beginners and we're starting from scratch day one uh is always on the putting green and Mm. we do a few simple drills to work on where that club's aiming then hitting it to where we are aiming and also speed control but then again back to the fun 
uh, we probably only do legit drills for about 20 minutes and then we play mini golf or some sort of other putting game I like it. that uh, makes it all about fun. And then I, I want to take lessons from Tanner now. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a good time for sure. <laughs> uh, but then after, after we work on the putting green, then absolutely we bump it back to chipping. So it's still not a full swing. It's still a little swing, but we're using a different club. We're still close to the green. Uh, and then from there we just progress it back to a full swing and then uh, we try not to spend a whole t ton of time on the driving range either. Once they get the, the, the basis of how to swing and how to do it, we get them on the golf course where golf is played to where they can yeah. take those skills to the real playing environment and start to have a lot of fun out there. Yeah, I think you're, you're hitting on it that there's work to be done on the driving range, but the real work is actually on the course. Get out there and play. Figure it out as you're going. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there, there's so much uh, nuances and things that you learn as you go rather than trying to have all of the information right up front and then figuring it out. Golf's the only game that you don't practice on the field that you play on. So you think about soccer, you go to soccer practice, you're practicing on the soccer field. Mm. Basketball, you're practicing on the basketball court. Baseball, you're in the diamond. Golf, you have specific areas that are for practice, and then you've got another area for play. And that's why a lot of times it's hard for golfers to take the skills that they really master on the, on the practice environment and take it to the course because there's all these different distractions, whether it be trees or water or bunkers yeah there's just a lot going on so it's really important to to practice in the playing environment so that you're comfortable in the playing environment and also you set yourself up for the most amount of success we're talking about practice man <laughs> no we really appreciate it man and we kind of uh, wrap the show up with uh, a fun uh kind of quick hitting questions right here and uh and then we'll we'll let you get back to uh, giving your lessons today but uh first one i want to get to the funniest thing that you have ever seen on a golf course or the hardest you've ever laughed on the golf course. Okay, so I was probably 13 or 14, you were probably 16. <laughs> we were up in Door County, Wisconsin, which is uh, kind of the northern, one of the northernest points of Wisconsin. It's right on Lake Michigan and Green Bay. And we were playing a really nice course up there. And when we, when we were young and dumb, we used to, and I still do this, but you can put your cart in neutral and it doesn't it doesn't uh, slow you down as you go down hills. So I I can remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, you and your buddies were playing one group ahead of me and my buddies, which were all the younger brothers of you and your buddies. And both the carts in your group went down the biggest part three with your carts in neutral, and were just hauling down this hill. The cart in front decided to slam on their brakes while the other two behind him were still hooting and hollering and going down that hill and I don't remember what cart you were in but the cart the back cart hit the front cart as hard as I've ever seen a collision to send the two people in the front cart out the front of the windshield and it was just it was a disaster then on top of that the guys the guy the guy yeah. in front of your group turns around and is like hey would you guys knock it off knock it off you kids it was hilarious <laughs> I remember just falling to the ground cracking up um it that was that was a good one another one that's uh the other time i laughed super super hard on the golf course was during a high school tournament uh we got to a hole there was water and one of the kids i was playing with hit a ground ball into the water he proceeded to drop right in front of the water hit another one in the water after about five or six in the water where he progressively got madder and madder 
he takes his golf club takes a swing at his bag <laughs> knocks out the legs of his bag oh, no. to where the legs and his club go woo, 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 flying through the air into the water oh. all in front of my coach and his coach his coach comes over tells him get in the cart you're done kicks kicks him out of the tournament disqualifies him and i i laughed the rest of the round just picturing him hitting that bag watching the legs and the club spiral through the air into the water i think we've all been there yeah. uh, <laughs> if, if you think you've uh, had a rough day on the course at least there's not someone saying get in the car you're done True. but uh man that that's great um kind of covered it earlier your favorite drink on the course while playing um all-time favorite golf course and why all-time favorite golf course i'll have i have two um first one is here in the continental united states it is in arkansas actually it's called the blessings golf club it is university of arkansas's home course and it is privately owned by a billionaire so johnny tyson he writes a check every year to make that course as the chicken guy right the chicken guy yes sir yeah. johnny tyson but he writes a check every year to make that course as pure and immaculate and cool as possible so that they can recruit kids to come play there. So it Would is. Did you put it up there with Augusta? No, no chance. Okay. But it's. Augusta is just special. You can't. You can't top that. Um, but this place is. Is is special as well, but they don't they don't play the biggest tournament of the year That's true. every year there, so it can't compete with that. Uh, and then my second one, uh, I have to go with royal hawaiian in hawaii wow. just because that back nine it's like you're stepping into jurassic park and uh it's it's sweet anybody here that's going on a trip to hawaii i always recommend like you got to go check out royal hawaiian because mm -hmm. it is unlike anything you've ever seen before and bring plenty of golf balls royal hawaiian is basically fairway and then jungle so for those listening at home, if you're trying to check out golf in Hawaii, Royal Hawaiian's a great one to check out, but you need a lot of golf balls if you're going to check that one out. You do, absolutely. Um, let's see. Your dream foursome. Mm. Uh, I mean, just between with our family, we've got our dad and then I've got two brothers, him and a younger brother. So we've always got a really solid foursome. Uh, anywhere we go to play it's always fun we don't always get to play a whole lot anymore because we're all kind of spread out across the across the country so that's I'd have to say that's my dream foursome I was trying to think of some some golfers that would be a dream foursome but uh, doesn't doesn't beat playing golf with the boys so it's, it's in there for me too the amount of crap talking and just memories that that foursome has had it, it's right up there too um, biggest lesson that golf has taught you oh that's a good question um i think just it has golf has a lot of similarities with life and our journey in life and um like anything it's if you're wanting to get better at it or you're wanting to evolve yourself in life it doesn't happen overnight and so i have a lot of people that come to lessons with me that they're expecting me to tell them something and that's going to change their game and mm. it's not that way it takes a lot of work takes a lot of persistence um so if you're wanting to get better in golf wanting to get better in life it's kind of the same thing it takes persistence and time and if you stick with it for a period of time there's no way that you can't get better mm. whether it's getting better at golf or achieving what you what you set out to achieve in life uh 
very similar in those regards. And uh, also the minute you think that you've got it, you don't. Golf's really good at humbling you and uh, it's tough, man. So it's always a good challenge, but if you keep sticking with it and don't let it get the best of you, kind of yeah. keep fighting back, then good things are gonna happen. Oh, that's awesome. Kind of in that same vein of uh, aspirations and things like that, you're now a PGA professional. Mm-hmm. Within just a couple years of gaining that title, you're the head of instruction at a at a great course here in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. What is your golf aspiration, your golf dream now? Like, wh- where are you headed? What what's what's next? Well, um, I've pretty much got the job that I've been trying to get for the last few years. I'm really mm. fortunate to be able to do it here at such a good club. Um, really the reason I've stuck with golf and I'm still working in golf is to just keep the dream alive of one day possibly getting in a PJ tour event and on. playing on the PJ tour, not love it. full time, but I would love to be able to say at the end of my life that I was able to play in at least one PJ tour event. And I think if I, like I said, if I just keep at what I'm doing, keep spending every day at the golf course, teaching lessons and working on my game myself, like there's no way I can't get there. Come on. Um, then the other other goal or dream I have is I want to start a training aid company yeah. that helps others get better at golf. We make products that help people get better at golf. So um, I've I've started that within the last two years. It's called Drop Shots Golf. You can check it out, dropshotsgolf.com. Right now we've got a, a putting training system that I've developed and... Um, I just want to continue to make things with that and continue to grow that. I think it'd be really cool to have that be so successful that I could just kick it with the family and play golf every day and not have to have to do the day-to-day grind of even though this is a fun job, yeah. it's still a job. But so if I could if I could grow that business to the point where I can kick it on the golf course every day and just continue to get better and better, yeah. I think that'd be that's the dream. That's Sounds like the dream to, to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Tanner, we really appreciate having you on the show. Um, need to definitely come back to Hawaii soon and uh, teach some of the juniors out there. Teach me a little bit. I definitely got to get better at my own game. But uh, thanks for stopping by with Shockers and Swings. Yes, sir. Right thanks on. Thanks for having me. We'll, ha- we'll see you guys next time. Oh.